You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 122, Feng Shui Wealth Boosting Tips. Welcome to episode 122 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers function courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com and holisticspaces.com. So we wanted to talk um, today about some wealth boosting tips, and this is actually based on a blog post we have. So if you're signed up for our newsletter, or if you look in the show notes, we'll click through, you can click through to the whole blog post, which has five wealth boosting tips, but we're just going to go over and touch upon three of them today. You know, uh, a little caveat before we get into wealth is that Laura and I really have this perspective that wealth is more than just cold, hard cash money, right? Because we all know plenty of people that may have monetary wealth, or you may have had monetary wealth or haven't, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you feel abundant, that you feel joy, or that your life is necessarily simpler or easier or more pleasant. But we really invite you to unpack what it is for you to feel abundant and what is wealth to you and what are your feelings of self-worth. So we're not just talking about monetary wealth, but at the same time, monetary wealth is connected and it's energy. So the more abundant you feel, the more monetary wealth you'll attract to you. So we wanted to talk to you a bit about like some feng shui ways to approach that So on our blog, we have a whole blog post with five wealth boosting tips, but we're just going to go over a couple of these. And the number one thing that we have on this blog post that we say, and we do in general, and this is what we say when we we work with our students and clients is that don't try to do all of this immediately at once, but you do, you do want to take your time and do each thing with intention. And even if you just do one thing with a great amount of intention, that is the more powerful method, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, always. I mean, I think if you're in a rush to do anything, no matter what it is, you're not going to, you're not going to be present. You're not going to be fully engaged in it. And also there's this, if there's a sense of fear and desperation (laughs) when you're doing it. It's not the great, you know, you really want to be, you know, you want to be in the right mindset and just, you know, just relax, have fun with it and start slow. Yep. Okay. So the first one that we have on this blog post that we're going to talk about briefly, and you can read more about it on the blog post, but is there by starting to review some key feng shui areas of your home and we list a few but we're going to talk about one of the most important which is your front door which is a very important area of your home so laura you want to tell us about the front door i feel like i say this every week (laughs) we do say this every week (laughs) i feel like you're asking me about the front door every week That's okay. That's how important it is. That's how fundamental it is. Um, Okay. So if you have 
a closed up front door, like, and when I mean closed up, I mean closed up energetically. Your whole entryway, not just your front door, you know, how you come in and out of your, of your home. And it's, and we're talking about the main architectural front door. I know there's people at, at, you know, listening now going, oh my gosh, but I come in my garage door and, you know, and is that my door? Is that my front door? No, that's not your front door. Your front door is your front door. But the fact that you're coming in from your garage door every time or your side door, what we would say to you is try to open at least once a week, try to, you know, you don't have to come in and out of your front door every day just to make it active and to start opening it for opportunities. Because again, it's the mouth of chi, opportunities flowing in. If you constantly keep it closed up it's like it's not breathing but once in a while spend some time you know maybe you need to get your mail maybe you know you just need to you know let it open it up sweep the front step just do a little you know tlc on it and just make sure your front door knows you haven't forgotten about it yes the mouth of chi so important so that's what that's part of our first tip but there's a couple other key areas of your home that relate to wealth and prosperity so you have to read the blog or listen to some of our other podcasts to, to we're going to keep you on your toes on this podcast okay i'm going to skip the second one we put on the blog and the third tip that we put on the blog is to find the wealth area of your home and Basically, we use a tool called the Bagua, which is a three by three grid. It's like a mandala that you place over your home and it's overlaid on your home. And there's lots of different, there's like these eight different areas around the center. And one of them, which is very popular, is called the wealth area, or in Chinese, we call it shun position. And it's related to wealth, abundance, prosperity, self-worth. And it also has all these other nuances, like it's related to yin wood and wood element and a tree and, and so forth. But in terms of, you know, our podcast topic today, it's pretty obvious it's related to wealth. And the way that you find this area is to stand in the front door of your home and look inside your home like towards the center of your home and then the far left corner of your home will most likely be the wealth area and if you need more guidance on that you should definitely sign up for our Mm -hmm. practical feng shui class because there's always like weird exceptions but in general it's that far back left corner yeah so those of you that are trying to figure out where it is and you're thinking "Uh uh-oh there's some like, this isn't right. Cause I don't have one. <laughs> it doesn't go all the way over. Then, def, you know, sign up for the uh, practical feng shui because we will bagua your home and we could talk about it. That's an actually really a good specific kind of question that we can tackle in that. But other than that, imagine your house is relatively uniform in a square or a rectangle, then go for that far left-hand corner. And if you need more guidance on how to lay the bagua in the blog post and on our blog, we have a kit, a downloadable kit just that walks you through uh, a simple way to use the bagua so yeah and if you want to know way more than that we recommend you hire one of our graduates because they'll just they'll tell you where all the areas are and and actually give you more nuanced advice okay so for uh there's a couple more things that we have on the blog but let's talk about this wealth area so for our final wealth boosting tip now that you've located your wealth area you might want to activate it right So let's talk about some of our favorite ways to activate the wealth area. Okay. I will say, like you mentioned that uh, Shun wealth 
prosperity, all those qualities, et cetera, in that gua, it's connected with the wood element, right? So it's yin wood. So it, it's not that fast growing grass or, you know, or like something that's shooting through the, the earth, but it's really more of an established sort of tree, slower growing, but steady growing nicely. Like, you know, how you would want to envision, you know, your wealth and your prosperity, all those things growing steady and strong, not dramatic. And so what you could do to bring that in is a plant and you could bring in, you know, more than one plant, you could bring a one, you know, nice sized plant. You could bring in three plants, but bring in a plant, take good care of it, you know, nurture it. Don't over love it. Don't love it to death, you know? So just be like you would, again, you don't want to obsess about these things, right? So just put your plant there, you know, care for it gently. Know that this is, you know, that your whole wealth and abundance area and part of your life is just happy and easy and growing nice and slowly. Yeah, I would say at the same time, be selective with the plant that you Mm -hmm. pick. Like, you know, it says something about you if you pick something that's easy to care for or something that is really hard to care for. And then it also your skill level. So it's about noticing what are you capable of? What is the environment like that you're putting it in? What is the light that's available in the space? What are your means? What is your lifestyle? And so it's a gift that keeps giving (laughs) this idea of placing a plant in your wealth corner. And that's just one. I mean, we're going to talk about other ways. And if you can't put a plant there, then you can't put a plant there. Don't try and force it. Yeah. And that's where a skillful practitioner can work with you. So another easy peasy beginner way to enhance this area is that, you know, we mentioned before that there's lots of different layers to each Bagua area and the wealth area, like for instance, related to a tree. It's also related to the color purple. So a very straightforward, easy way to work with the wealth area is to add the color purple. And I think that there are some really fun ways to do that. You're only limited by your imagination, or you can work with someone, a skilled practitioner to come up with a creative way, but it can be as obvious as painting the wall or adding a decorative element, like a throw pillow, or maybe a piece of art. You can find a blank canvas and paint it purple. You can also use like amethyst, which is a naturally occurring crystal that's purple. You could even combine it with your plant and get a purple colored plant, like with purple leaves or in a purple pot. What other, what other accessories can we do there, Laura, in purple? No, you covered a lot of them. Yeah. Furniture that, you know, obviously we're not telling you to go and color paint one wall purple. Although if you really want to do that, and that is like absolutely what you're feeling, then go for it but you can be really creative. I I like the idea of the purple pot with the plant. It's sort of, you know, you've done it intentionally and they're both, you know, kind of supporting each other. And you've got one really solid adjustment that you can do in that, in that area. And then you don't have to do any more than that, I would say. So it's good. Yeah. And I think the last one that we'll share, and we have a list of a a longer list on the blog, but um, the last one we'll share is that you can hang a feng shui crystal ball Mm -hmm. because people really, I don't know why, like people really love those feng shui crystal balls. And and actually, Laura, I love how you describe the meaning of the feng shui crystal ball. Mm So when we talk about adjustments in feng shui, we break them down into particular areas. And one of the areas is bright, um, light, bright. And 
feng shui crystals fall into that area. And these are the man-made prisms, crystal prisms that have the hole that can be hung from a ceiling, the ceiling and from a red string. You've probably come, if you're, if you've been, you know, reading about feng shui or following this, you've probably encountered this object that is used and it's used to not only just move the energy around because it makes you know if you see it lit up you can see all the rainbows that it would make if you if you put it in front of the sunlight and that same idea is how the energy modulates but it's also described as almost like putting in a little sun like a tiny little sun so if you feel that this is a perfect example let's say you can't put a plant there because there's no natural light and you know your plant's going to die and you definitely do not want to do that. So what you would do, you could hang this feng shui crystal and imagine that you're bringing in the energy of the sun, which is this big, bright, you know, yang energy into that area. And you've enhanced that area and set the intention around that. Yeah. So we hope you've enjoyed our feng shui wealth boosting tips. We wish you much good luck on your wealth boosting project. Be sure to check the show notes or check out our blog. But if you if you're on our newsletter, you'll be it'll be easy for you to click through. If you look at the show notes on whatever app you're listening to the podcast, there should also be a link to that blog post. And we have a lot more information and even a video and that downloadable link, that downloadable link to the um, the e the Bagua kit. So we hope you will search our website for more. We hope you'll sign up for our newsletter. And thank you so much for listening this week. And you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share it with others. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you're listening. And and even better, please leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, you can visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. And the best way to keep in touch with with us is to sign up for our newsletter. So sign up for our newsletter. And you can always support the podcast by checking out our certification and many courses like our practical feng shui class at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.